Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. I'm your host, Emily Merrill, and today I'm thrilled to have Emma Volrath, founder and CEO of Emma Lou, on the podcast. Emma, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Big fan. Big fan. And I and I didn't butcher your last name too much. No, you? that was great. Uh, okay. I, it's it's a mouthful. I know. Everybody asks the same question and I'm like, yeah, it's German. Sorry. Like my first name's <laughs> easy, last name a little com- more complicated, but good job. It's a nice, it's a nice balance. You you got the easy first name and yeah, definitely Emma V. And then who is Emma Lou or how did you get the name Emma Lou? My, there was a song that went skip to my Lou when I was little and my family would always sing it to me. And I went by Louie for a long time. I literally forgot my name was Emma for a few years. And so Louie was like my name. And then my friend, it started to evolve into Emma Lou. And then here we are. Oh, I love that. You forgot your name was Emma. What time, <laughs> when did you, when did you bring Emma back? Middle school. I'm like, okay, nobody is going to call me Louie here. Not my family. I need to be cool. So it's Emma now. And my family was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that though. The Louie story is very, very cute. And so before we dive in and, and dig deep into everything Emma Lou, how did you get started? Can you tell us your origin story? Like how did Emma Lou come to be? Yeah. So I was a personal trainer. I love anything health and wellness. If somebody were to tell me to eat dirt, I would eat dirt. I just (laughs) like, I love feeling good and I love looking good. And so I became a personal trainer and all my clients were always talking about their lower stomach area. Like all of them. I thought they were all talking to each other because it was literally the same thing every single session. I'm like, I've had enough. I can't do it anymore. It was always revolving. Like they're insecure to look themselves in the mirror, which made me really sad or bloating and water weight in the lower stomach area, which I knew had been an issue for a while. Just we suffer with bloating as women in general. And there wasn't really anything I could recommend my clients to, except they were waist trainers, but they, you can't really walk into like a Trader Joe's with a waist trainer on without everybody giving you a weird look. And so I wanted to make something that was sustainable, cute, effective. And then I, I, grew up in California and I always had been like surfing, boogie boarding. So I had a wetsuit. And so I cut out a wetsuit, like a a little part of the wetsuit. And I put it into an old pair of Lululemon biker shorts. Shout out Lululemon. And I went to my grandma and she sewed them in the the pants because I knew the wetsuit kept me warm. And so it was like a mini sweatband inside of my uh, my my yoga pants. And so I was wearing it for a few weeks and I'm like, okay, I'm not as bloated. I feel and look so good. What is happening? And so I went to a manufacturer and they're like, okay, we could do neoprene. That's going to be pretty bulky in the pants. And I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. So I put neoprene in the, in the waistband and then that eventually evolved into recycled thermoplastic, which is what I use now. And it's been proven to help you reduce water weight and bloating. And that's kind of like, my hero product and how I differentiate myself, but yeah, really yeah. random, but <laughs> I don't think I even realized that I was like, Oh, cool. It's a cool legging brand. And like kind of graduated from, from that. I was like, that's neat that they're, they suck you in, but I didn't realize that they 
they help you lose weight. That is awesome. So what did your clients say when you brought the product back to them? They, I had them wear the really ugly prototype <laughs> and they were like, oh, haha, this is super cute. Kind of like, <laughs> oh man. But then they wore it and they were saying, oh my God, it actually, like, I wasn't, it's not really for weight loss. It's more for just your lower stomach gut health and with the water weight and bloating aspect. And they noticed such a decrease in bloating and water weight in the area that they were like, I'll buy it. Even if it looks like this, I'll buy it. And did you, when you were doing this personal training, did you ever anticipate being now a fashion athleisure designer? Not at all. No. And so how do you evolve, like, how do you incorporate Emily into your personal training? And are you still doing the personal training? Yeah, I think for a while, I, I didn't want to put anything on my clients. I never wanted to sell them anything. I think as women, we have a weird thing about selling or asking people for money. So I never said anything. I just started to wear them. And I started to, it had like my name on it, it had the logo and my clients would ask me questions like, what are you wearing? You know, what, what brand is that? So then I kind of, that's when I would mention, but it's just, it's so crazy how now I do, I teach Pilates now and I'll tell now I've just grown so much confidence that I'm like before every class, I'm like, this is my brand. This is the <laughs> website. This is the Instagram. You should all buy it. And they do. It's just so fun. But yeah, I never thought I would be in this position. What a great lesson though, in terms of like having the community that trusts you. And like you were saying, you would trust someone who tells you to eat dirt they trust you and they trust you and what, whatever you tell them to do. So by you creating something after having already worked with them, I'm sure in a way you pre you built that pre-approval that, that like know and trust. And so you had all of these little mini ambassadors built into your business right after launching your business, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It was the whole word of mouth aspect because I didn't have money for marketing, obviously, I had just started this from like my grandma's basement. And so I was all about just word of mouth and gifting, which is kind of how you have to start if you don't have prior funding or anything. So how, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about like that process. You know, you had your mom, your grandma, which I love, shout out to grandma, <laughs> um, inserting or to sewing in into Lululemon pants. And then how do you even find a manufacturer? You just Google manufacturer leggings? I mean, pretty much. I really? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I lots of Reddit and then I found, uh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's CFDA. um, Mm -hmm. And it's basically, they have a whole list of manufacturers. And I literally went through every single one and I called them. And the thing, my idea was so weird that they all were just, they all kind of dismissed it because it didn't make sense to put such a thick fabric into yoga pants which are athleisure which is supposed to be thin and move with you they just didn't understand why I wanted to do that so I finally found one and I told them my idea and they were kind of hesitant at first so we went back and forth with samples for I think it was about four months and I just could not get what I wanted and then finally I got the pair that I felt confident enough to to buy and produce bulk and so just started a really shitty website and started <laughs> selling them but I just wanted to get something out there I didn't want to just keep waiting and waiting because I felt like someone else was going to take my idea so I wanted to kind of rush to get the product out and when did this happen so like tell take us back in terms of a timeline this was so 2019 
2019, I was training up until COVID happened and then I couldn't train anymore. So I was just kind of sitting bored and just thinking, okay, well, why don't I do this? I have nothing else to do. I can't train anybody. So let's just start. And so it was, it was kind of a pandemic baby. Wow. Okay. So it's a pandemic baby and you're emailing back and forth with this manufacturer. For those that aren't myself included, aren't familiar with like how it works with a manufacturer, do you have to give them a certain amount of revenue up front or what does that look like? I think it, it, sometimes they do if you're a bigger brand, but I think because I was just starting out, it's, they produce, you can pay half and half. So once you find a manufacturer, everyone has different terms. So I had them sign NDAs and just to make sure we were on the same page. And so um, I was able to pay half and half because I did not have the money for that. So once I was able to sell like half my inventory, then I paid the rest, but they were, I'm really grateful for them because that's not the case for everybody. And I just got really lucky because they trusted me and believed in the product. And so, but a lot of manufacturers lost for the money as soon as um, they're about to ship it because they won't ship it unless you pay pretty much. Got it. And so how many, how, were they all leggings or were they short leggings, long leggings, a variety of colors? Like how did that work? The first set I dropped was black. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did yoga pants and a sports bra, which looking back, they were <laughs> quite hideous. <laughs> but I, again, just wanted to get something out there. But then it's only a month later, which was a mistake. The first mistake I made, I ordered like 200 more in another hideous color. And I remember only like 10 people bought them. And I was like, okay, I need to not buy any more inventory for the rest of my life because I have nowhere to put it. No (laughs) one's buying this color and it's not doing well. So that was my mistake number one. (laughs) So when you ordered 200 more, you probably ordered it thinking that they would sell. So what what did that look like? You, how many did you order initially and then want you to buy then 200 more? I ordered a hundred of everything. So hundred tops, a hundred uh, yoga pants. And then I ordered 200 of the other color. And also I got them and all the logos were upside down. Oh and no. So that was just, and like, it was just a whole, a whole thing, but that was fixed. I got them back and I put reload, uploaded them on the site and it just was not nobody was buying them and I couldn't figure out why. I mean, I, I had just rushed into it so quickly thinking this is so easy. I don't know why everybody doesn't have a brand. My stuff basically sold out within a month. This is ridiculous. And then I order this new stuff and it's like crickets. Oh my God. So if you were to do that all over again, and for anyone that's thinking of starting a business, what would you recommend they do? Start really small. Don't, if a manufacturer tries to get you to order more than a hundred do not do it unless you already have a waiting list of, you know, 500 people, then go for it. But if you don't, and you're starting how I did order the minimum order quantity, just ask them, Hey, what's your MOQ? I am a new brand, you know, X, Y, Z, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And just make sure that you do your product research color, ask your audience, what colors do you want to see? Mm -hmm. Don't order a burnt orange when they're asking for a pink, be really specific with, with what you're, putting out because in the beginning, it actually really does matter because, you know, that's money that you need. (laughs) They're like, I'm doing a lot of gifting this season. (laughs) So then, but in terms of marketing, how did you create 
awareness. We know that you have your clients. We know that you have gifting. What other strategies did you undertake to to get the word out there? I did a lot of pop-up shops, which I still swear by now. I do pop-up shops all the time. I just think when you're actually in person selling the product and having people try on, it's, it's honestly such a greater experience than just on Shopify or just on your website because you're there and you can, you're talking about the brand, you're telling your story. Like I tell that story about the wetsuit 60 times a day when I'm at a pop-up and I'm just always, because people love that. They love a success story and they love, you know, when the product actually works. So I think pop-ups were huge for me, word of mouth. And I just would always pitch to the local newspaper. I don't know. That was really, you know, but my town was really, it's really small. And so it, it helped get the word out. And then I got invited to like farmer's market events and other press opportunities. So it kind of, it helped, it helped a lot. Was there ever a moment that you kind of felt was like a tipping point for you? Negative (laughs) or or positive? (laughs) No, we not positive yet. Well, do you mean a negative tipping point or positive? No, no, no. Like a, sorry, a positive tipping point. So for example, like someone unexpected, like a celebrity or your product or um, the news article all of a sudden drove more traffic to your site? Yeah, I think I eventually went through, I think two months after I launched the, you know, the bad pair of yoga pants that nobody bought, I knew I had to do something different. So I rebranded, I named it, and that's when I named it Emily because I started out something different. I changed the logo, I changed the website. I changed everything. I changed the inside recycled thermoplastic fabric, which is what it is now. And I launched, this is really specific, but I launched when fairy core and like cottage core was a huge thing on TikTok and Instagram and the strawberry dress phenomenon. I don't know if you, you remember that, but it was like tea parties and all this, like, cause we were in quarantine, nobody, it was like really random, but I launched a white set, a matching set, and it blew up like on Instagram and on Pinterest because I didn't have a TikTok yet. And Vogue picked it up. They picked up the set and someone wrote about it. And one of the editors wrote about it. I think it was her 10 favorite things during quarantine. And after that, that was when I was thinking, okay, this is, I'm in the right place right now because I had just rebranded. Everything was going well. It was aesthetically pleasing to look at. It was light and fun. And it was just a, such a dark time in quarantine that it really went well and kind of took off. So that was, that was great. So that basically the stars aligned, Pinterest aligned with the findability or discoverability of your brand. The, the rebrand helped and Vogue fell into your lap without you even pitching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got the email from the editor and she was like, hey, just want to let you know I featured your brand. I tried, you know, I heard XYZ and she posted about it and it was amazing. And I was screaming. I remember just like pawing my eyes out. <laughs> I think I would have put my pants at that place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm done. I, I can die now. This is great. I'm, mm-hmm. Vogue, Vogue recognized me. In terms of help, you have been, we've got grandma who's did the sewing, original sew job, but who else has been a part of your, your growth and your discovery? My dad was, he has his own, you know, he's such a businessman. And so he helped me register my company as an LLC, helped me get started all like legally. 
And my mom is the biggest advocate for Emily on the planet. Everything I post, she posts. So I think immediate family, just so helpful and amazing. My friends for being such troopers, for modeling all the time when I can't afford (laughs) models and just being the best support system I could have ever asked for. And I think the community I have now is also just so amazing. Like the girls who buy Emily, I want to hang out with all of them. I love that. And how you know, moving forward, we're out of quarantine, supposedly, um, you know, thinking about the future of the brand, what does it look like for you? Right now I'm in the process of fundraising. So I, there's just so much I want to do at a quicker pace than I'm doing it right now. And I have so many ideas for implementing the glow bands and jumpsuits, shirts. I mean, everything I wanted, I just want to make it such a fun, innovative brand. And I want to get into Carbon 38 Revolve, Bandier, Goop, like I, I want to be everywhere. I want to have my own brick and mortar store. I want it to be huge because it's a better for you athleisure brand. And we're always eating like better for you cookie dough, better for you. I don't even know, like pizza bites. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what about better for you athleisure? There's not really a brand that has benefits already. That's like a two in one. And it's yeah. just like working out while you're working out too, or it's exactly double, double the cardio hit class mm-hmm. just by wearing the product. Are there any transformations or results that you'd like to share in terms of like customer six customer success? I will say. Yeah, I get DMs and emails a lot and they are always cracking up. I remember one was saying like the Nixie set can run me over with a car and I'd say thank you. And it's just like, I'm like that. Or, or girls who have emailed me about them having IBS, which I didn't even make this the product for that reason. But they were saying, I wear this on my hot girl walks three times a week. And I've been, I've had the pants for about two months and I've noticed a huge difference in bloating and water weight and I just feel so much better and that makes me really happy because it's if I can make something that even helps one girl I'm so here for it oh my gosh I love that if it runs (laughs) me over (laughs) and then you said your fundraising so tell us a little bit about your fundraising journey and what that looks like (laughs) it's it's been (laughs) it's been really hard as a first-time female founder, especially in retail. It's honestly, it's been the most challenging thing probably ever. Um, I enjoy the challenge and it's been interesting meeting people, but also it is a male-dominated industry, sadly. So I've gotten tons of backlash on my product and myself in general. So I just think now me having a community of women also in the space is so important because I actually cannot go through this alone. It's really tough. And I don't want to discourage anyone from fundraising. It's a really nice process to put yourself through because it gives you tons of experience. But again, it's it's really, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's not a pleasant experience, but it also is like a very humbling one and makes you super, super disciplined with what you, knowing your business, knowing your business in a degree that <laughs> you think you'd never know your business probably. Um, also. Emma, you've been featured, holy smokes, from the Vogue article. Since then, you've been featured everywhere from Girl Boss, WWD, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, uh, The Skinny Confidential, Forbes, Bazaar, Marie Claire. How did that happen? I harass 
editors. I'll be honest. Don't be I, honest. Yeah. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> um, well, some, some, some of them, they reach out to me just from, oh, I saw you on this. I saw you on that. But I'd say more than half um, are just of me doing outreach, just organically, just being really specific with my subject line because I know they get hundreds of emails a day. So that's one tip that I can say that I've learned is, you know, you don't just want to write introduction or like, hi, you want to be really specific. So mine's like lymphatic massage in your pants or like lymphatic training <laughs> massage meets things in your pants. So, you know, it's, it's I like to make it funny and just interesting because they're like, what the hell is that? What is so that's definitely helped me just being out there and putting my product out there and they always love it which makes me really happy I think your story is really incredible coming starting from listening to what your customers or your clients were complaining about finding a solution iterating the solution facing many obstacles along the way reiterating pivoting in ways and then also being really resilient and like pitching the shit out of things. And if people don't respond following up or shooting your shot, I think so many times people take the first no as that's the end all be all, but move down the list, keep going and, and see who says yes. And I think that's an awesome story. Is there anyone that has worn your product yet that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe Kim K wore this or so-and-so wore this? I think honestly, Lauren Bostick from Skinny Confidential. She's, I mean, I've had some really fun influencers wear the product, but she's the one that I just look up to so much because she's in the whole deep bloating space. She just has her ice roller, you know, all that. So I love that she continues to support me all the time on her Instagram. And it just makes me so happy. Yeah. Her shouting out, I'm obsessed. That's, that's a pretty big moment. (laughs) Vogue, Lauren, one or the other, right? Yeah, one or the other. So Emma, how can the listeners find out more about Emma Lou? find out more about your fundraising journey, potentially support your fundraising journey, and just follow along? Yeah, our Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, pretty much every social media is at Emma, L-O-U, the label, L-A-B-L, and then our website, emmalouthelabel.com, and then you can find me weaved in there I always you know make posts on MLU and my personal Instagram's on there too if you guys want to hang out or if you have questions I'm there and when's do you have a pop-up coming up in the next few months yeah I mean every weekend if you let yeah if you live in California especially Southern California I'm probably will be at a body studio that you go to so yeah for me yeah okay good to know so and I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm like, oh my God, I want the Randy bra, the Randy top, uh, the Randy yogas. I love this color. I don't know what you, what do you call this? Like or, um, reddish it's color. A, it's like a burnt, burnt orange. Oh no, sorry. Burnt brown, red. Not the burnt orange. We're not a fan of the burnt No, orange. we're not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving away those for free. Yeah, we're <laughs> done with those. <laughs> those are in a trash can somewhere. Just kidding. <laughs> um, well, Emma, before we leave, I would like to ask you six fresh questions. So just, um, I love asking people questions. This is why I created a podcast. So I had to condense it down to six. So my first question for you is tell us an unknown fun fact about Emma. I'm obsessed with M&M's. Oh, is it because your name's Emma? No, I just love M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you have a favorite color M&M? Are you one of those? The green peanut M&Ms. Green peanut M&Ms. Emma yeah. with the green peanut M&Ms. Love it. <laughs> Who would be a dream person to wear your product? Cindy Crawford. Love her. Oh, okay. why don't you do this? The mother-daughter duo. Yeah, I send them both a set. <laughs> yeah, buy one, get one free. Um, what show are you watching and not, can't stop talking about? The Watcher. Just started watching mm-hmm. that and it's really good on Netflix. Okay, The Watcher. I'll have to add that to the list. Mm-hmm. And what book are you reading or have you recently read? Verity, Colleen Hoover. I just finished It Ends With Us, so. Uh, so good. I guess the the new one just came out. It begins with us. It came out yesterday. So Verity, you recommend it? Yeah, I, I do. This. Okay. And what is your favorite and or most used emoji? Probably, this is really weird, but the ballerina slippers. I don't know why. It's my top one always. <laughs> like, is do you say it as like, that's on point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because I use it in a lot of the Captions for Emily for some uh-huh. reason. I don't know why, but it just is up there for a week. I'm like, I'm not using this anymore. It needs to go. That's amazing. I've never had that answer before. <laughs> and then my final question for you is who gave you permission or inspired you to do the thing you wanted to do with your life? My mom. Your mom. I love it. Is yeah. she a is she a fitness person as well? No. <laughs> She's a <laughs> shopper. She's a shopper. So she she gets it. she's she's your ideal avatar (laughs) I love it well Emma thank you so much for joining today's episode of the sixth degree I loved hearing your story I'm so inspired by your brand can't wait to wear it and shop it myself um and thank you for being here thanks so much for having me yay and listeners if you like today's episode please give us a five-star review share with friends And we'll see you the next time on The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill.